These are the swearwolves speaking. We are rather unhappy because you people will not wear some nice swearwolves buttons and swag. So now we have a little podcast for you. Swearwolves Horror Podcast, the podcast that discusses all things horror. I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. All right, gentlemen. What do you know about serial killers? I know that uh, if you're left-handed, you're more likely to be a serial killer. Yeah, more likely to be suspected just because you're left-handed. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're left-handed, too. I am left-handed. And so is my I, daughter. I, <laughs> I haven't killed anybody. Well, if I had, I, I wouldn't. Well, I certainly you, I wouldn't you, tell you. Yeah. I've come across articles and, and uh, uh, publications and... Um, media stories and things over the years where people aren't too fond of left-handers. Really? Yeah. These people are assholes. Yeah. yeah. Other thing about serial killers is don't a lot of them drive VW bugs? Yeah. I, I never know. thought of that. Is Bu- that true? Bundy did. Yeah, yeah Bundy, Bundy did. did. And yeah. I think, yep. I, I don't know. I, I just remember hearing that. I think maybe John and Wayne Gacy did. Huh. Well, now didn't? Of course, were they popular cars just at the time that these guys were killing? Well, they were just cheap, popular cars. Yeah, maybe. Didn't Hitler design the Volkswagen? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, did he? I think so. He killed some people. Oh Jesus! Yeah. I think I think the Volkswagen originated with with Nazi Germany, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Hitler's like fucking Herbie goes bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so I've I'm always fascinated by true crime. Like I really like watching documentaries. Yeah, about true crime or uh, a show that I, I like watching regularly is like Dateline. Yeah, where at least they'll give you some closure most of the episodes, which is kind of nice because it's like I wonder who did it and trying to figure mm-hmm. it out. Um, Unsolved Mysteries was another great show that had a lot of great true yeah. crime segments. Yeah, and we talked about that before, and, and they've. They delved into kind of serial killers. Like, I remember they did a Unabomber episode. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Ted which, Kaczynski. Which, oddly enough, Ted Kaczynski is one of the suspects that people think might have been the Zodiac Killer. Huh. Really? Yeah. And that's the film we're going to talk about right now. The 2007 um, David Fincher film, Zodiac. Um but I don't think I don't I don't know. Maybe like one person thinks Ted Kaczynski did it. But I was watching a video <laughs> recently where they're like Ted Kaczynski. Some I don't people think, think I don't think Ted did it. Somewhere there's a left-handed guy named Ted who drives a VW bug. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, I should kill somebody. <laughs> huh. I've never killed anybody. So uh, Zodiac 2007. The tagline for the film is: "There's more than one way to lose your life to a killer." a lot of words yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's not very i don't know well it's a swing and a miss i think on uh, the tagline writer 
Yeah, it's a little. Is much. there a separate person that just like says like, "Oh, I'm a tagline writer in Hollywood." <laughs> I'm like, th- "Oh, you write scripts and stuff." No, no just the taglines. Just the tagline. I, I just... want that job. Do you think you could come up with a better one for Zodiac? You have uh, an hour to do so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's put a pin in that one. Um, the film was written by James Vanderbilt um, and based on the novel by Robert Graysmith, who is one of the characters in the movie, played by Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, also in the movie, Mark Ruffalo, Robert Downey Jr. What do all three of those men have in common? Ooh. Uh, two out of three were Marvel oh. superheroes, right? Uh Three out of three are in Marvel movies. Jake Gyllenhaal plays Mysterio in the new Spider-Man movie. Oh, wow, okay. snap. That's coming out soon. And Mark Ruffalo, of course, is the best. Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner uh, slash Hulk. And then Robert Downey Jr., of course, single-handedly helped create mm-hmm. Marvel. <laughs> yeah. like, if it wasn't for Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man, we wouldn't have yeah. the Marvel Universe. Really? Oh, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. in Iron Man because that was like the first. That was like the first one that like made it, and it was shit so successful. Wait, was I thought Spider Man made a lot of money? Fuck Spider Man! You no, mean I, you mean the um, uh, Sam Raimi Spider Man? Uh, what was that? Two thousand two, two thousand three. Yeah, but those Fuck were those movies. and those were Sony. I don't I care about them, but I I thought those made a lot of money and that kind of got. The I box. actually kind of like the second one, isn't it, isn't even it? though the ending is stupid. Oh, yeah, like, it was Sony. It is Sony. Yeah. yeah. Sony but do you remember right. the end of Spider-Man 2? Like, they I hate have Spider-Man the, 2. The reactor thing? I hate Spider-Man 2. It's the <laughs> worst I, one. Dr. Octopus is like, there's no way to stop it. Oh, wait. Here's a way to stop it. Yeah. And then they immediately stop I it. I honestly don't really care for any of them. Really. <laughs> well, the new ones are really good. The new Spider-Man Homecoming and the, the new one that's coming out looks like it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of the Marvel, every single one of the Marvel movies is good. Yeah. Okay. You should check them out. I know you're. Th- th- we're, <laughs> we're a horror podcast. We're not supposed to like Marvel I got nothing movies. against them, but... We know, fight just, them like the sharks yeah. and the jets in the back alleys of <laughs> cons. Snapping, <laughs> snapping her fingers. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Mark Ruffalo, um, Robert Downey Jr., Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Hmm. Goose. Yeah. Goose. Uh, there's a, it's a big cast. Chloe Sevigny. Is it Sevigny? I I think it's I've never known. I think it's Sevigny. Sevigny? I don't know. Sevigny Blanc. <laughs> um, Dermot Mulrooney. Yeah. He's in this. A lot of people. Drew Carey's brother from the Drew Carey show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Brian Cox is in it. Uh, Daniel uh, or Donald Logue. Mm. We could go through the cast all day. Dick Miller's in it. Dick, Dick Miller. Miller. Hey, oh, by the way, <laughs> yeah, I do want to mention that Dick Miller has passed away. Oh. That's sad. Yeah. Um, so like I said, the movie is based on the book by Robert Graysmith. Robert Graysmith was a cartoonist, like a political cartoonist for the San Francisco exam. Chronicle. 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 Yep. Thank you. Um, and he was working there at the time that these murders started to take place. Right. Um, so a little bit about the Zodiac, uh, to go through it. So the movie actually opens up with a killing. Um, it's July 4th, 1969. There's a couple out there, um, you know, hanging out yeah. and yeah, it's like a, a makeout point. A yeah. car drives up. Yeah. They're she, in a parked car. Yeah. She's actually driving and it seems like she might know yeah. who it is. Cause she's like, Oh no, not again. Yep. And then the car drives away and the guy's like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? And then the, then a car comes back and someone gets out of the car and approaches them. 
And like I said, it seems like she knows who the yeah, person is right. or that's what they're insinuating. Yeah. And he proceeds to shoot them. Yeah. The boy or the man. There's a boy. Um, he he kind of survives and he climbs into the back seat. Yeah. And then the guy comes back and shoots him again. Yeah. Yep. And then homeboy leaves. However, the the boy does survive. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. This wasn't the first Zodiac killing. Right. The reason why I read I read this, David Fincher decided to only include the killings where there was witnesses that survived. Right. Yeah. Okay, in that the makes movie. sense. Yeah. So there was a killing of a couple before this. Yeah. That both had died. There's just there's no known account of it. They just don't know. Zodiac yeah. did claim to be the murderer of that one. Yeah. Um, but this one they included. That's because, right. Cause there were a lot of murders that he that he copped to that he actually didn't do. Right. Well, they don't well, know. Well, yeah. They don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of unknown. A lot yeah. of speculation that he was taking credit for other murders. I think at yeah. one point he wrote to the Chronicle or wrote to the newspapers or the cops or whatever that he had killed 30. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had zero. So it was 30 to zero. Yeah. But, you know, who knows? He's a, he's a fucking crazy nut job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, it's Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> also a also suspect. Na- yep. And also uh, named Ted. Also born in 1971, so it's kind of hard to be the Zodiac if you weren't even born when the murders occurred. Um, eh, little minor details. <laughs> um, so San Francisco Chronicle, uh, they receive encrypted letters, uh, cryptogram. Yeah. And it's one third of a total cryptogram because it goes to the other newspapers, two other newspapers as yeah. well. I think the very first one they got, they published it, right? Well, they had to. Well, they, well, they all decided it. to. Yeah, because yeah. he was like, if you don't publish this, I'm going to kill people. Yeah. And the Chronicle weren't, weren't thinking that philanthropically. They yeah. were more thinking like, we have to publish it because the other newspapers are probably going to publish it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and we yeah. want people to read our newspapers. Yeah. <laughs> so all three got published and uh, a couple uh, deciphered it. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't the, the they liked doing puzzles. Yeah, they like doing puzzles, and I've read a little bit about this couple, and they, um, it actually took them twenty hours to uh, decipher it through various different yeah. clues, and it wasn't just a substitution cryptogram like you see in the newspapers. It was like, um, like E could be represented by five different characters. Yeah, and they just looked for patterns, and they yeah. were able to find it. it. There's a whole big fucking science behind that that uh, amazes me that people do that. Yeah, and there's a cool scene in the movie where um, Jake Gyllenhaal's character kind of walks Mark Ruffalo or somebody through like how he cracks. Or he was like, you know, you start with words like, you know, he's going to use the word kill. Yep. So, so you look for repetition. Yep, yeah. There you go. And there's your double L. Now you know where the L's are and yep. you kind of work kinda backwards. Decipher yeah. It. yeah. So uh, they decipher it. And uh, then, then there's another attack. This time at uh, Lake Berryessa, another makeout point. Right, and this is the one where we get the image. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. this is kind of a very creepy image. The drawing yeah. of the zodiac. That's the real famous one yeah. of him wearing like the he's hood, got like a hood, and the zodiac symbol. Yeah, and he's got like sunglasses on, and yeah. he's holding the gun. And the cartoonist drew it too, right? That's what they implied in the movie. I don't know if that's actually correct, yeah. but um, I think they took some liberties um, yeah. in the movie and the book. But we'll talk about that in a little bit because I have some mm. opinions. Anyway, uh, there's another murder, and these kids are like uh, hanging out, picnic time, out by the beach, by the water. 
and uh, a guy, the, the girl knows, notices a guy off in the distance and he's hiding behind a tree. Yeah. And then when he comes out, she's like, he's coming over to us and he's got a gun. And the guy stands up and Zodiac's like, got that hood on. Yeah. And he says, don't move. I want your you money want- and your car. Yeah. I'm out of here. I'm going to Mexico. I just escaped prison. So they proceed to hand over the stuff. Zodiac then proceeds to stab the shit out of both of them. Killing the woman. Yeah, yeah, because at first, like, the guy's pretty calm. Like, he gives his keys and his wallet, and he's like, hey, you know, get out of here. Yeah. I, you know, we're not gonna, I'm not going to try nothing. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, he has them tie the, they, they get tied up. Yep. Yeah. And then, he has the girl tie the guy up, and then he ties the girl up, and then he stabs them both. Yeah. And he spends a lot of time stabbing the chick. Yeah. That scene is pretty disturbing. Very disturbing. Which shows, like, in all of these murders, they're... If there's a survivor, it's the man. Right. Which shows that he spent more time on the female. Yeah. So. There's a pattern to it. Jake Gyllenhaal starts getting involved in this. Um, Robert Downey Jr. is involved in this, but he's this reporter who's like a drunkard. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo plays the cop. Uh, Mark Ruffalo and Anthony Edwards, they play the detectives who are investigating this case. And they proceed to... uh, do their investigation and um, they're kind of working in coordination with the newspapers. Yeah. Because they're getting the letters. Newspapers are getting the letters and the reporters trying to find information, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, there's another murder, a taxi cab driver. Yeah. Gets basically assassinated um, in his cab. Some kids are in an apartment building nearby and they see the man. And they describe the man, and that's where we get the drawing of the facial, what he looks right. like. Crew yeah. cut, horn room glasses. Yeah. Yeah, he was like a fucking dork. <laughs> <laughs> because he wears horn room glasses? Yeah, is that you fucking glasses? <laughs> and it's by this point in the film, the city is start to, it's start, starting to become uneasy. Well, they put a curfew on the city. Yeah. Um, they ask people to, you know, stay indoors after a certain amount of time. Yeah. And don't they start getting leads or false leads where there's... Well, there's also after after this, so then there's uh, APB out because this murder happened. Yeah. And some cops come across a man walking through a park nearby. Yeah. But he's a Caucasian man. And the call said that it was an African-American. Yeah. And so they just let him go. Yeah. Well, in actuality, they corrected they it. They corrected it. Yeah. And they said, no, he's a Caucasian. And it was and too late. It was too late. And it was him. Well, well in, they, a, in a letter he alludes to. Yeah, the they, cops, the cops could have had me. Yeah, yeah. And he's and he's phoning the police after the murders. Yeah, happened. Yeah, and those calls are creepy. He's like, I uh, just killed a guy. I don't, I, I don't think he said that. He's like, I just I, killed a man. Yeah, I shot a guy. That's his actual voice. No, I think he was. I think he was like, uh, on, he gives the, the the street, and he's like, uh, "You're gonna find a, a cab driver dead." Oh yeah, and, and he also I did it, mm. uh, and he explains like what kind of gun he used, what kind of bullets. Yep, and he also cuts a piece. Oh of yeah, the cuts cab like a driver's swatch. shirt. Yep, a, f- a few pieces. Yeah, yep. and he and mails, he mails the pieces yeah. to prove that it was him. And they were wondering why they were trying to figure out why he reached into the, into front, the front seat, and you know they that's were, right because he got shot from behind, but they could tell he actually opened the car door because the kids saw him open yeah. the car door and they thought he was robbing him. Yeah, yeah, but the wallet was there, like he didn't steal anything, right? And it was well, it was only a couple of bucks. Yeah, 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 and they're like that doesn't make sense, and it was because he yeah he went over to. 
cut uh, some swatches off the guy. He's going to make like a scarf or something or a quilt. <laughs> so it's at this point where the detectives, um, Ruffalo, Mark Ruffalo and Anthony Edwards, who I believe are detectives, uh, Tashi and Armstrong. That's right. Yeah. And uh, they start questioning a guy by the name of Arthur Lee Allen. Now, Arthur Lee Allen is going to be the focus of the book that Robert Graysmith actually wrote. Robert Graysmith, um, to kind of go jump ahead a little bit, he ends up writing a book, um, but he, his opinion is that it's this guy, Arthur Lee Allen. And there's a lot of circumstantial lot of, yeah, evidence yeah. that points to him. Yeah, Arthur Lee Allen's in this interview, and he actually offers up a bunch of information without them even yeah. asking him. Yeah, uh, He says he used to go out to Lake Berryessa to go scuba diving, um, but he didn't, I don't, does it come out in the movie that he didn't go there that day and that he had knives? They found knives with blood. Something like, uh, cause I've been watching a lot of stuff about the killer. So <laughs> I think it does. I think that does come up in the movie. Cause I think that's one of the things he voluntarily just gives to the cops. You're like, Oh, this is about the knives. And like, what, yeah. what knives? And he's like, <laughs> Oh, I used some knives to cut up some chickens. Yeah. Yeah. And that's right. they're like, okay. Um, and that's why they had blood on them. And then. Yeah, I was. I told everybody I was going out to Lake Berryessa, but I changed my mind and I didn't tell anybody. But I actually went to this other place. Yeah. yeah. So there's a bu- and he was wearing a watch. Yeah, the detective that observes was, the watch. That was one of the more interesting pieces. Was the, yeah, yeah, the watch. It's a Zodiac has, brand watch, and it has the Zodiac symbol that he uses in his letters, which is a circle a with a yeah. plus like a, through it. Yeah. So he willingly showed it to them, and they, you know, the cops were passing it around, checking it out. Yeah, and it was an interesting scene. Yeah, and uh, but you know he nobody's really pointing him out. Like I mean, they don't have any hard evidence. Yeah, there's no fingerprints. Yeah, um, Tashi so, felt that it that that was the guy. DNA at this time is non-existent. Yeah. So what ultimately happens is it came down to a handwriting expert, and he said there's no match. Yep. So that was that was ultimately. Uh, the roadblock in Tashi's case against him. Wasn't Arthur uh, Lee Allen also ambidextrous? That's the concern that uh, Robert Graysmith has is like, well, he could write with both his right and left hand. Yeah. So if he wrote some, if he normally writes with his left hand, but he wrote all this stuff with the right hand, there might not be a match. Yeah. Yeah, because... I don't know. Can you write with both your right I and left? I cannot. <laughs> no. I can't, I, I can't write with my I left. I play guitar I, I right-handed, can, but it and, looks I, and I different. fight right-handed, and I do everything else is left. Yeah. You fight? Yeah, box. Yeah. <laughs> Put 30 up your style loops. boxing. <laughs> David's in a fight club. <laughs> I can't talk about that. It's the first call. He's uh, the inspiration for a fight club. Fincher. Another David Fincher. That's, film. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So the Arthur Lee Allen's the suspect. But meanwhile, Anthony Edwards, he's like done working on the police force or working in homicide or whatever. So he retires. Mark Ruffalo, he's going crazy. It's been years. Yeah. Um, another letter appears. It's been a couple of years. I think four years. With no communication and then a letter out of nowhere appears. But everybody thinks <clears throat> that it's Ruffalo who like sent the letter yeah. to drum up some interest in the yeah. case so he can like justify his own existence yeah. or whatever. And by this time he was over it though, right? Well, no, I think it was like tormenting him. Yeah. yeah. And it was controlling his life. And you know, the tagline, uh, there's more than one way to lose your life to a killer applies to not only Mark Ruffalo's character, but also to Jake Gyllenhaal's right. character of Robert Graysmith. Yeah. Because where Ruffalo kind of gets fired yeah. <laughs> from the force because they think that he yeah, manufactured yeah, they think this he, letter. Exactly. Um, Graysmith 
starts doing his own investigation. Yeah, and it kind of costs him his marriage, right? Or his relationship kind of falls yeah. apart. Yeah, uh, he had met Chloe Sevigny, yeah. and they slowly drift apart yeah. because he's got his whole house like plastered with information. Yeah. Yeah. He's got, got his kids stuff. helping him uh-huh. yeah. with uh, certain things. Um, he's off gallivanting to San Diego and yeah. LA and all these different places to try to find more information from different precincts because murders happened in different counties. Right. Yeah. And he's got to talk to all these people. This film definitely plays in two segments. So you have the initial police investigation under Tashi. Mm-hmm. And then uh, once that kind of dwindles down, it becomes a cold case. And then you have Robert, the cartoonist, who gets more involved with it. Because initially, he was being pushed out of the newsroom when a letter would come in. You know, they tell him to get back to work. It didn't concern him. Yeah, you're just a cartoonist. Yeah, but he would follow it casually. And he he always kept himself up to speed with it. Well, because he was also passionate about, like, puzzles and things like exactly. that. Exactly. You know, yeah. Well, and then slowly, he he decides that it's a different guy. Um, and he goes to visit various different witnesses and he's yeah. trying to get them to say he's doing a he lot just of wants research to solve the puzzle yeah he's doing a lot you of know, research he just wants the end to yeah. happen it's yeah. like yeah. when i watch dateline you know it's like yeah i just want to yeah. know who i want to know why. who ultimately did this because yeah. if they end up going and we never knew then it's like you fuckers yeah so he wants to end up knowing who it was and he even says that he goes i want to look the killer in the yeah. eye and or i want to know yeah that so and so that someone is the killer and his wife you know, with his involvement, his wife starts to get a little uneasy about it. You know, like his his name starts to appear in the papers. Well, they're getting like mysterious phone calls. Mysterious like phone calls. The, yeah. yeah. Nobody's saying anything. It's just breathing. So she's troubled by it. And, you know, ultimately she gets the kids and, and they stay at the, uh, the mom's house for a while. Yeah. So and then he goes to this prison and he meets up with one of the inmates who was a friend of one of the victims. Yeah. And, uh. He says, uh, it was this guy who did it. Tell me it was this guy. And she's like, that name doesn't ring a bell. Yeah. He's like, just tell me that it was this Paul guy. Yeah. And she's like, no. She's like, I can't remember the guy's name. And finally, he's like, fuck you. Yeah. And he just walks away because he just wants to hear. Like I said, he just yeah. wants an ending. Right. Yeah. And he starts to walk away. And she goes, actually, the guy's name was Lee. Lee. I remember yeah. his name was Lee. Yeah. And Arthur Lee Allen went by the nickname Lee. Lee. Yeah. And so then he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. So he goes and ultimately he ends up confronting Arthur Lee Allen, who's working at a hardware store. And he um, looks at him in the eye and Arthur Lee Allen's like, can I help you? He's like, no. And like, he just stares at him and then he leaves. Yeah. And, they're and just that was looking like his at each final other. confrontation with the killer. Yeah. He publishes his book, Zodiac, where he accuses Arthur Lee Allen basically in so many words. I think he uses a pseudonym for Arthur Lee Allen in the book. Yeah. Because... Uh, I think that'd be libelistic to say this person did it. Yeah. Now, um, but Lee, Arthur Lee Allen also, wasn't he like a pedophile or a child? Well, I was going to talk about yeah. that. He, he had some I was gonna major talk about skeletons. That. Yeah. After, after we talk about the movie and give our review, because okay. I want to talk about like the actual sure. facts of the yeah. case. Yeah, now, yeah. what was, what was that man? Who was that man that uh, Robert went to go see where he went? Charles to Fleischer. Oh. Charles Fleischer. Charles Fleischer. Roger, Roger, Roger Rabbit. <laughs> yeah. No, but who was, who was the person? He was like a um, a movie theater uh, owner, right? I can't remember his name, but that was a great. That scene, scene was oh. fantastic. That's one of the the creepiest scenes in the movies when they're in that they're in the cellar and they're kind of looking at the posters. And he's yeah. like, "Oh, but Lee didn't 
write that. No, it was that Paul guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's this right. is when he thinks it's the Paul guy who worked at the movie theater. Right. And he's like, but he didn't write that. I, I wrote did. it. Yeah. And the it's handwriting, handwiting matched. Yeah. yeah. And, he's, and, also, and Jake Gyllenhaal's like... Yeah. And they oh, reference, oh, look, what the, look at the time. Huh? They reference one of the letters, too. I don't know if you guys caught it, but one of the letters mentions where you know he's going crazy in his basement or something like that. And not a lot of houses. And not basements. a lot of houses in California have basements. Yeah, and there was also because uh, a dangerous game is mentioned in yeah. one of the, the ciphers, right? Yeah. And so that's a movie. That's yeah, that's and a, movie. a book. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so they think that this movie theater was showing this movie at the time, and yeah. it was this person's favorite yeah, movie. And one of Robert Downey Jr.'s theories is that the Zodiac really isn't very original at all, and, and almost everything he says in the letters, uh, he steals from something else, or yeah. you know, even his yeah. name and you know the watch. All right. that stuff. Right. Oh, yeah, he's like, he got his name from a fucking watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, regardless, the end of the movie happens and uh, Arthur Lee Allen, or um, the surviving victim of one of the killings, it's like 1991 at this point. I, they don't say it, but I know just through yeah. reading about this that uh, the survivor comes back and the cops are uh, showing him pictures and they say, which, who was your killer? Yeah, they meet at the airport or something, right? Yeah, they meet somewhere and they're in this room and he shows them some pictures and he points to Arthur Lee Allen and he says, yeah. that's, that's the, the guy. guy. And and the the witness, that's the... The guy, the guy um, from, from the very this, beginning of the movie, right? Yeah, the the boy, the young man. The guy that got Cillian, shot. Cillian Murphy, is that his name? Cillian, Cillian. Killian Murphy? Was he in this? Yeah, he isn't that him at the end? I can't remember. Yeah. And the other guy is uh, Guy Pierce, the cop. I don't remember. Is that not it? Is that, is the <laughs> I cop, they were, <laughs> isn't the cop one of, he looked like one of the diehard they villains. A, they just have a very brief role at the end. Yeah. Anyway, that's the end of the film. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's actually rate the film first and then we can talk about some, our thoughts. Yeah. What'd you Who think about it, Dave? First. Um, I, I can go. Um, I think this movie is really good. I think it's one of Fincher's most underrated films. I really like that he he we tried to be faithful to the story and that he tried not to get yeah. into salacious things. Like he tried, tried to really just stick with the facts. Right, like like you were saying about you know going with things that they're witnesses. Um, one scene we didn't talk about that is pro- probably my favorite of the whole movie is where the uh, woman who uh, takes a ride with the Zodiac. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, that was super tense. So creepy. Wow. So real quick, uh, she's <laughs> driving down the street and uh, this car is behind her and he's like honking the horn or whatever. Yeah, they're on a highway. Yeah. And it, she pulls over and he's like, hey, you got like a, a Your loose lug tire. nuts are loose Yeah, you got something. a loose tire. Yeah. I can fix that for you real quick. And so he, he does. And then he's like, oh, have a good night. And she drives away and she doesn't get very far. And all of a sudden the wheel just falls off the car. Yeah. So he, you know, he took it off. Um, he's like, I can give you a ride into town. She's very gullible. And she gets in the car with him, and she's but holding she a has, baby. Yeah. And he's like, know. oh, you have a baby? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, well, all right, the more the merrier. Yeah. And they're driving, and she's like, oh, there's a service station right there. And he's like, no, they were closed. And then they <sighs> keep going, and she knows something's up. And then he says something like, hey, just so you know, before I kill you, I'm going to throw your baby out the window. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> creepy yeah now what i was trying to understand, she ends up surviving yeah she gets away and the, baby with, and the baby's okay yeah the baby's okay so so i didn't understand what happened there that baby grew up to be ted cruz 
Well, I, I was amazed. Did he end up throwing the baby out the window? No. What happened? She, what happened? She, she jumped out of the she car. She jumped out of the she car, and, out and out then the she car. hid the baby she in the, the bushes. Because so that, she thought he was going to come yeah. back. Okay. Yeah, and then she flags down a, a truck or something, and yeah, she's okay. Okay. But anyway, so back to my thoughts on the movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's a really good movie. I think it's really effective. It's super creepy. Um, I gave it four. Four? Yeah. Was there anything you, you found that you didn't like about it? Um, Did you want to give it a five? Uh... It's. I think it's a really, really well done movie. Um, it's. It, but there's a lot that's unresolved, and I mean that's kind of the point too. It's yeah. Just, um, I think for me to give it a five as a as a movie, there'd have to be some sort of resolution. <laughs> it has to be a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think it's a really, really, uh, really good movie. Yeah. Um, I had never seen this before up until this point, and uh, I I really enjoyed it. I. I thought, you know, two and a half hours, I was like, oh man, this is a long, this long film. Movie. But you know what? It was two and a half, what, two two hours and 36 minutes. Um, everything was great. Uh, I thought every scene had meaning. I thought the dialogue was superb. Um, the acting was awesome. Everybody was awesome, especially uh, Mark Ruffalo. A, and there's a little bit of humor too. Like, yeah, a there's couple, a little bit of humor. There's a couple funny parts. Oh. <laughs> the part where they're at the bar. Yeah, the they, they get drunk off yeah. of Aqua Velva. One of, <laughs> you bring up the funny parts. There was one part where I just I laughed out loud, and it was where um, Jake Jake Gyllenhaal Gyllenhaal uh, he's talking to one of the uh, newspaper employees, and he says, uh, "Does it bother you that people call you shorty?" And then he looks and he says, "Does it bother you that people call you retard?" <laughs> <laughs> then he goes up to he goes um, to Robert Downey Jr. That's right. And he's like, "Do people call me retard?" No, he goes. Or no, what does he say? Do, do people call me anything behind anything? my back? And Robert Downey Jr. goes, "Like retard." <laughs> he's like, "What?" He's like, no. <laughs> but it was it was funny at just the right moments. They were few and far between, but uh, but it was refreshing to see because it's a very tense movie, and it's a great crime movie. Um, it was great following it from start to finish. Um. And like I said, there's two parts to it, the way that I watched it. And uh, the whole thing just flowed very well. Um, I really like the use of the soundtrack that they use. Hurdy Gurdy Man? Yeah. Just, That's you know, great. Yeah, great, great use of songs uh, for the time. But especially in the second part of the movie, they started using. Um, I, I noticed more so in the second part. I'm sure they did it early on, but I didn't notice until later on where they started using, you know, piano and in some of the tense moments. And it was kind of a throwback to some of those uh, thrillers of its day. Yeah. And uh, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. I thought that this film did uh, portray, I portray the seventies a little more better than most seventies films. Um, you know, it, it felt like I was watching something from the seventies oh, yeah. and I, I really enjoyed Definitely. that about it. Um, I gave it four and a half Voorhees heads. The only thing, the only, my only minor gripe was that, uh, I really like Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal, but you know, it, it didn't feel like I was watching somebody from the seventies. Like it felt like I was watching Jake Gyllenhaal. He's a good actor though. I don't know. <laughs> He's a good actor. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Um, have you, know, seen, have you guys seen Nightcrawler? Uh-uh. I have not seen oh, that. That's good. That one, yeah, and I, I would, do I would also recommend um, 
uh, Nocturnal Animals. If you've yeah. ever seen that, those are two pretty good movies. Yeah, he just didn't. He 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 looked like Jake Gyllenhaal. He didn't look like somebody from the seventies. You know, like a newspaper yeah. employee. You know, I, I liked his innocence though. Like his character, he's kind of just uh, an everyman. Yeah, you know, and just kind of a an earnest guy who just really wants to figure this out. Yeah. Four and a half for you. Yeah, four and a half. Four for you. Yeah. You guys know me. I'm a little stingy on my film. <laughs> but not for this film. I give it four and a half. Nice. Heads. This is one of my favorite films. The only reason why it's not a five, and this actually right. opposes you. I'm going to round this up for you guys. <laughs> Let's go four and a half. Consensus. Oh, you're four okay. and a half? Yeah. All right. We're all four and a half. The only reason why it's not a five for me, it actually goes against what David was saying. Um, I understand that Fincher, Fincher was pretty true to the source material. The source material is flawed. Yeah. There's a lot of... Um, Robert Graysmith took a lot of liberties with the facts uh, regarding this case. And he was writing a book from the point of view as this person was definitely the killer. And refused to look at a lot of uh, outside stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> I think the movie does a fantastic job of capturing what it was like. The intense um, killing scenes. Mm-hmm. Right. The um, newspaper like chaos, the police department chaos, what it's like for um, a person to get overcome with something. Yeah, yeah. You know, to have yeah, it take obs- over like their obsession. life. Yeah. yeah, it's an obsession. And Anthony Edwards eliminates that obsession because he's like, I can't fucking do this. I yeah, got a wife I'm, and kids. I'm done. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm done. And Mark Ruffalo only is forced to do it because they fire him. But Jake Gyllenhaal continues to do it, and he continues to be obsessed by this, and he won't let yeah. it right. go. And you see him transform from that innocent, everyday man to this crazed guy yeah. who's yeah. trying to yeah, write yeah. this book. And you know, I understand where he's coming from. And you listen, Arthur Lee Allen could have been the killer. I don't fucking know. Yeah. But my point is, is like, if you're going to be a journalist. And write journalistic pieces. You have to be Gotta stick with the facts. Stick yeah. with the facts. Yeah. Uh, another piece that uh, that I don't like is there was another cipher that was sent. It's called the three forty cipher, mm-hmm. and there's three hundred and forty characters uh-huh. in it, and it was never decoded. That's right. In fact, it's really famous for never have been decoded. Yeah. And in the movie and in the book, they insinuate that Jake Gyllenhaal's character decoded the cipher. Ah. But he didn't, right? Nobody did. He right. thought he, he attempted, did. right? He thought he did, thought but he did. Um, crypto cryptologists or whatever they're called, the people that do this for a living and work for the FBI, yeah. they're like, "This is not the solution." Yeah, yeah. And I've watched many um, videos and read many things about the attempt to solve this thing and nobody can solve yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Is this, what do you guys think? Is this your favorite David Fincher film? Is it up there? I think it, it's up there. I think it probably is. And I, I'd have I to think, think about, mine. I think I have to think about Fincher films. Let's see. We got uh, seven, seven. Fight Club. I really like seven. Yeah. I like it better than I like seven. Fight Club. I liked Gone Girl a lot. Gone Girl was um, good. I think seven was too stylized for me. Come on. <laughs> uh, Social Network. That was really Social good. Social Network was really okay. good. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good director. I think, Listen, Fincher does such a good job. And we talk about the acting. Listen, the cast alone. This cast was great. It's a yeah. it's an oh, Academy yeah. Award yeah. like <laughs> list of like actors. Like all these guys. Yeah, and there's so, so many good. good scenes. I mean, God, 
there's so many good scenes that we didn't even talk about because um, the movie's so long, but like but there are so many. Like there's the scene, so many. Like where um uh, the killer Zodiac calls in to a news program. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And uh, if you go on YouTube, like they've you can hear the actual like real call. The and call. It, and that ended up not being and him. It's, and it's right? creepy. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think it's ambiguous, but I like he's like I get headaches. Like they they had voice experts and a voice and a witness as well who Here's said the that's problem. not him. Here's the problem with back then. Is like they didn't have enough technology. There's not. Yeah, you couldn't couldn't tell. So you can't. You know, you're going. They're trying by, to chase. They're trying to uh, trace a call. Trace and a it call takes and, 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And you know, people right now get, it's instant. Yeah, people wouldn't get away with this. What was the movie where they were tracing the call and they had to go through all the different pathways? And oh, it was uh, uh, Black Christmas. Yes, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, really similar. Yeah, yeah. very similar. Same yeah. similar time period, right? Yep. And uh, it it took like fifteen minutes to do that. But yeah, um, I I got to say though, Mark Ruffalo is quickly becoming one of my favorite actors. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, he's good. I thought he was the highlight in this film, honestly, or one of them at least. But yeah, the whole cast was great. Um, I know David Fincher, he's really good friends with Brad Pitt. And I think initially he wanted Brad Pitt. I'm glad he wasn't in it, to I be think honest. Brad Pitt for the uh, Robert Gray Smith, or, um, okay. for the Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. role, right? Yeah, I think so. That wouldn't have worked. Yeah, that wouldn't have Yeah, worked. I like Gyllenhaal better as like the everyman. Yeah. Brad's too handsome. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal's a good looking guy. There's, Listen, I can't quit him. Oh, yeah. There's some actors <laughs> where, you know, you watch them and you really get involved with their character and you forget, you know, who the actor is and you start watching that character. And uh, I think a lot of that was represented in this for sure. But like Zodiac as a case, okay, has never been solved. We're going on 40 years of the first murders happening and we still don't or 50 have, years, right? Is it 50? Yeah. Oh shit. Late 60s, <laughs> wasn't 50, it? 50 years. Well, God. they they don't exactly <laughs> know when the first murder happened. <laughs> they don't exactly know. Well, that's the other thing yeah. too is that there was a murder down in Los Angeles. They touch on this in the movie. Uh Robert Downey Jr.'s character actually does this, but there's a oh, murder in uh, Riverside, right? Yeah, there's a murder in Riverside near a um a library, a community college library. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Um, where this woman gets killed, and a lot of people think that the Zodiac did that killing, yeah, and then moved up. Um, and there's a lot of suspects who lived in Los Angeles and moved up to San Francisco, right? Um, like I said, there's a lot of circumstantial evidence regarding this um, Lee Allen, Arthur Lee Allen, and. I, I don't know. It could have been him. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll watch different things about him and I'm like, that guy fucking did it. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes yeah. I'll watch things and I'm like, well, there's not enough. Mm-hmm. Like if it went yeah. to a court, there's no way they'd convict yeah, him. Yeah, because it's all circumstantial. Listen, yeah. if if you're not going to convict OJ, <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to convict this And guy. Arthur Lee Allen's dead, right? Uh, yes. He died in he died. 1992. Okay. Right. So they had just, um, that guy, 91, late 91, had identified him. As the killer. So they got a warrant and they were going to his house. Um, and before they did, uh, he died of a heart yeah, attack. A heart attack. Yep. But he had a lot of the same things. He had a typewriter that had the same font, the mm-hmm. royal font. Um, and the killing stopped after he died, right? There's well, a- he died in 92. The killing stopped. In- well, yeah. A long time ago, but I just mean like there have been no letters. But again, or he like was arrested. After. He was arrested. There was no letters in the time that he was and in jail. Yep. Um, he was a pedophile, so that makes you think like, okay, wait a second. Why? 
Why is he killing adults? Why is he fascinated with these women? Yeah. Unless, unless I listen, I'm not a psychologist, but unless he's like, so fucked in his head where he's like, I got to kill women because they repulse me or something. And he likes yeah. little he's diddling kids. And yeah. Yeah. No. Gross. So interesting case. I mean, serial killers, listen, I don't like serial killers. They fat. They're fascinating. Definitely fascinating. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. I feel like that's a common thing of like horror fans is like yeah. the, the fascination with true crime, and it's like, yeah. but I, in no way, shape, or form, I'm glad. Uh, do we idolize yeah. these people? No, I'm, I'm glad you guys brought that up are too. The scum of the earth. Because I was wondering if we were going to discuss this, and you know, maybe we can for a little bit. I don't know how much how good we are on time, but we're good. Uh, you know, we notice, you know, there is kind of a, uh, uh, I guess, a subgroup of horror fans who are just infatuated with serial killers and i'm just like why <laughs> you know yeah i'm not i'm not a big one for that i remember when you get like the serial killer groupies like you know women that fall in love with ted bundy and so oh like, yeah that's, that's right disgusting yeah or who was it the richard ramirez yeah. like people were writing him letters and yeah uh, he was the bizarre. he was the night stalker yeah, was, was yeah. He yeah. Night yeah. Stalker? i think so um but yeah, so there's a lot of like famous serial killers. Right. Their sto- the stories behind it is interesting. The psychological aspect of it interests me. Yeah. Agreed. The study of the human being. What would make someone do that? What drives yeah. people to do this? Um, Charlie Manson has followers. Yeah, yeah. You know, and well, they, he had, he had and, a lot of followers. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, they, they're very influential. And even though you may not meet them, there's people who fall for their i guess mind games well and that's why i think bundy is one of the more fascinating serial killers because he's he's charming he's charming you know he's a handsome guy like he didn't really fit the right this the yeah the creepy weird guy like he seemed by all accounts a fairly normal guy right yeah um you know yeah dahmer i remember when dahmer came out i was living up in wisconsin and and when dahmer got arrested and we found out all that sick shit going on in him there was like trading cards yeah. that people had made with Gross. like serial killers and like comic books. And it's like, yeah, I like my killers like with <laughs> hockey masks. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dahmer is a creepy looking dude. Nobody liked Gacy though, right? No. Yeah, fuck, fuck that, that clown. <laughs> fuck that clown. No, but people Did bought, he have people too? People bought his art. Oh, that's like, right. Like he would do all those drawings. Those clown paintings. And it's like, and it's like if you could order... If you could get your hands on a piece of art that like Charles Manson drew or John Wayne Gacy did, let's say I said for 50 bucks, you can have this original John Wayne Gacy artwork. Yeah, I'd probably do it. <laughs> I, I probably would too. <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. <laughs> yeah. How creepy would that be though? Hanging up in your house. Yeah. Oh yeah. This was painted by a guy who killed like fucking 20 little boys and buried them. Now you got me this, rethinking this. Yeah. Buried <laughs> underneath this in house. This crawl space. Yeah. Oh, Oh, you know how bad that stuff. I think it would be oh, it would be more gross. of like a historical piece or like a uh, a time piece or something like that. Yeah. yeah, you know, I'd buy it for fifty bucks, but then I'd flip it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'd sell it for a hundred bucks. I mean, if you're thinking about opening Hashtag up winning. some kind of like you know serial killer museum or something, that'd be probably a good piece. Yeah, yeah. So again, the serial killers I don't idolize. I'm more fascinated with the psychology uh, behind it. I don't yeah. condone, obviously, any of these acts. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> so, but you got to say that because, like you said, there are the subset of the horror fans who are just so ridiculously yeah. infatuated. Yeah, I can't. I don't imagine, think they know any. Better. I can't imagine idolizing anyone who would 
uh, want to inflict harm on any living creature. Right. Like, that's just gross. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we did watch some of, or if not all of, the Ted Bundy tapes uh, yeah. recently, which is on Netflix. And I urge everybody to watch that yeah. uh, if you're interested, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. If you're season not one is currently on there. Um, well, I think there's only one season. It's just just one season, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's four episodes because it takes you through the whole... I think what they're the thing. what they might do is do other other more. killers. Oh, okay. Yeah, because the title is not just the Ted Bundy tapes. I think it's like oh yeah, serial killers or something. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. So maybe with the success of this, it's it's gone on to be pretty successful on yeah. Netflix. Yeah. Um, and I knew a little bit about him. I actually, Zac Efron is going to be starring in a movie uh, coming right. out this year, and he looks he looks a lot like him. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, like, he's going to be Ted Bundy? Yeah. Yes. Wow. And I thought Zach Efron. I thought the same thing. And then when I saw the first photos, I was like, huh. First of all, the guy is short. Uh, it doesn't yeah. seem like Ted Bundy would be that short. I stood next to Zach Efron uh, during a concert at Lala, uh, uh, not Lollapalooza, at, um, what's the one? Coachella. Oh, cool. Uh, one year, I was standing right next to him. I think we were watching uh, the band Phoenix. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> he was standing right next to me. And I didn't recognize him. And uh, my wife had to ask a girl who was fawning over him nearby. She's like, who is this standing next to us? And she's like, that's Zac Efron. She comes back. She goes, it's Zac Efron. And I go, who? 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 This is before. I think this was like right after High School Musical 3. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Did you put him on your shoulder so no. you could see better? <laughs> No, he was with uh, he was with Vanessa Hudgens. Okay, she was right there, and um, Brittany, what's her name? She was in um, Prom Night, the remake. I don't know. I don't know the blonde. Uh, she was also uh, anyway. She was there too. I recognized her from some films, um, and they stayed by us the entire time because you know what? We didn't they fuck felt with safe. Them. We didn't fuck yeah, with them. Like I don't care. I didn't even look you. at them. Yeah. <laughs> You're safe with me. Yeah. And who, what act were you guys watching? I think the band Phoenix. Okay. (laughs) When the romantic songs came on, did you, uh, it wasn't romantic songs. (laughs) Did you put your arms on? Phoenix was a good band. (laughs) They're still around. Was it Phoenix or was it, um, fuck. I always mix up Phoenix and, uh, MGMT. It might have been MGMT. (laughs) That's funny. I always mix those two bands. That's funny that you say that because it might have been them. I think it was MGMT. <laughs> they were good too. Oh, that's fun. Um, anyway, he's playing Ted Bundy. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Um, so that looks good. The, the Ted Bundy tapes were interesting. I thought watch. it was, yeah, it was really interesting. Yeah. Um, I already knew quite a bit about Bundy, um, but just to, you know, I thought the, the whole concept of the tapes and hearing things in his own words was fascinating. Right. And I thought it was so creepy when the point where the interviewer figures out like he's never going to admit to any of this stuff. So just ask him in the form of what do you think the person who did this was thinking? And it was very clever how his whole like personality changed. And all of a sudden, you know, he had, there was like glee and he was like excitedly talking about all these awful things. Yeah. Yeah. You could just tell like he relished it. I think the thing that creeped me out the most, and I know Ted Bundy was a shit dick and he was an asshole and nobody likes him. The thing that creeped me out the most was um, when they were describing him being electrocuted um, at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Lots they go through 
how he, you know, had his last meal and then he goes and he sits down and they shaved his head yeah. and they have to buckle his feet. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about that. Like, I know he did it. I know he's guilty. I know he probably deserves the death penalty. I'm not necessarily against the death penalty, but I'm just thinking about it and like, what the fuck is going through your head at this time? Yeah. Voltage. <laughs> Besides that, the other creepy High voltage. The other creepy thing about that is the amount of people who were celebratory yeah, right, yeah. and partying outside while yep. this was going on. And I'm like, you're just as fucking sick yeah, as I, this guy. I don't yeah. I would never celebrate the Don't death of party anybody. because yeah. this guy's dying. Like, okay, yes, he's dying. He deserves to die. End of story. Let's yeah. move on with our lives. But we don't need to have a fucking party because yeah, of it. Yeah, don't be a fucking animal about it. No. Yeah. You're 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 being no better than them. Yeah. So that was the one thing that creeped. Well, not the one thing. That was one of the <laughs> things that creeped me out. Like all the other things did too. I just like the in like the, the duel, es- the escapes, like how he you know got out. Yeah, like, just fascinating. And then another thing I find weird of just crime stuff in general, especially like the '70s and just you know things that w- couldn't happen nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the how you know different departments police departments didn't communicate with each right. other and like there are all these crimes going on in different places and right. they're all the same guy but different jurisdictions this is pre-internet and everything nobody's talking to each other they don't realize they're all after the same person the other thing too is the duality of ted bundy's lives yeah yeah right so he'd go out there and he'd kill these people and he'd be just a sadistic yeah. fuck and then he had a girlfriend who yeah. had a kid yeah and he was like all like cool with them and he never harmed his girlfriend right well, did you guys notice the advantage he had as well was he was part for briefly, he was part of the crime commission. So he was able to monitor yeah. and see where police activity was occurring. Mm. And like, it's, it's so crazy to think about that a serial killer is in the crime commission. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. cause he was involved sense. with politics. He was, a, he was, he was involved. A, well, with, he was a very smart guy. Yeah. Yeah, he was just a shithead. Yeah. <laughs> you guys ever heard the song Ted Just Admit It by uh, Jane's Addiction? That, no. song's, that song's about Ted Bundy. <laughs> They're just asking him yeah. just to it's admit on, uh, Nothing it. Shocking. Oh. Yeah. I was standing next to Zac Efron when I heard that song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Ted Bundy tapes, I highly recommend. I, I'm not going to really rate that, like four yeah. heads, five heads. Uh, it's just a documentary. Yeah. Uh, it's, four very, episodes. It's, it's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting thing. Yeah. Uh, four episodes, like, uh, Ellen was saying, and, and I would check it out if you're interested in that Zodiac. I think we all concur that it's pretty much a perfect film. Uh, a couple of flaws. We each have our own bits of what we think is flawed about it. But, uh, Ultimately, it's like two and a half hours, but it goes by pretty quick for me. Yeah, yeah, I thought it went by. I quick. agree. Yeah, it doesn't drag. Yeah, it had a good flow to it. It's a slow sure. burning movie, but it doesn't drag. Yeah. yeah, and if you're interested in Zodiac, there's a lot of resources. There was a documentary series on uh, History Channel a couple of years ago where they were still hunting the Zodiac and they were going yeah. after all the different clues. Um, <laughs> my wife always gets me on this. She's like, you know, they didn't catch him. Yeah. Like you would have known by now. This this thing was filmed a while ago and I go, right. "No, this is the episode. <laughs> this is the episode. <laughs> it's like it. finding Bigfoot." She's like, "They never find Bigfoot. You know that, right?" And I'm like, "No, this is the episode. This is I the think one. Where they find There's it. a Scooby-Doo moment. Let's take that hood off and find out who he really is." Zodiac was Bigfoot. It, it was, was Northern Bigfoot. California, right? <laughs> That's true. Maybe. That's where Bigfoot is. Mm, he's a yeah, Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get off. <He's> like, <laughs> 
Just wants to Wouldn't that be a twist? Jack links. <laughs> I'm Night Shyamalan. Couldn't order a twist like that. <laughs> We've discovered that Bigfoot does exist, and he's a he's an asshole. <laughs> he's a murder, serial killer. He's, he murders people. Um, Real dick. <laughs> if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes, you can contact us. Where can they contact us, David? Uh, you can find us on Twitter or Facebook, where we are the Swearwolves on both of those. Uh, you can go to our website, theswearwolves.com. You can email us at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com. Um, or you can follow us on Instagram, where we are the Swearwolves Podcast, all one word. And if you have any theories on either one of these cases, we'd like to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. So for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. And although one of us is left handed, none of us are serial killers. Although I do kill a box of Captain Crunch every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Zodiac speaking. No, how about... (laughs) These are the Swearwolves speaking. I have become very upset. We have become very upset (laughs) with the people of the internet. Post our cryptograms. (laughs) I'd like to see some Swearwolves buttons. (laughs) Yeah.